0: You
1: are now listening to the Talk Your Jits Podcast. Welcome back to the Talk Your Jits Podcast. This podcast is, as the name implies, all about jujitsu. I'm your host, Lamar Smith. And today's guests are both white belts who train at Siri BJJ, located in Walla Walla, Washington. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael and Bailey Binney.
2: Lou Hello. Hello. Oh, hello. Hey, and actually uh Bailey is uh gray and white now. Oh,
1: and I'm sorry, gray and white
2: bill. Yeah, good stuff.
1: Good stuff, good stuff. Well, man, uh first and foremost, I would like to thank you both for being on the show today, man.
2: Yeah, thank you for having us.
1: Yes, thank you. Yeah, not a problem. So if you want to go ahead and reintroduce yourself again by all means and let's uh hear about your jujitsu journey
2: all right well uh, michael here uh trained in my 20s as a young lad um grew up got work got family so took 20 years off and just recently reintroduced myself to the sport and obviously a lot's changed um it's it's been great for me health-wise mentally spiritually um and getting to spend time with my son
0: which is here bailey okay uh, um i started brazilian jiu-jitsu like maybe 10 months ago, I think mm-hmm. like about 10 months. Yeah. About 10 months. Um, it's like my dad just kind of, um, <laughs> so he was like, do you want to do jujitsu? And then I was like, sure. Why not? <laughs> so,
2: th-
0: so then I started, um, and I started, um, progressing pretty quickly, actually after I wasn't it like after the first week, I got my first strike, mm-hmm. I think. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And, yeah. And, uh, with that, um,
2: Bailey, long story short, his mom and I split up, we divorced, and it wasn't good for a long time. And he was having issues cooperating with his mom, like behavioral issues, and she couldn't figure out how to tone him down. So we decided that he can come stay with us and to keep that behavior at bay. I wanted to get him into some kind of martial arts, boxing, jujitsu, something. And uh, about that time, Siri BJJ opened up in Walla Walla. And so I just took him in one day. I had no plans of training myself. Uh, Professor Eddie's like, hey, come on, man. I know that you used to train. Try it. And so I did. And we haven't looked back.
1: Awesome. Awesome. So I know uh, me and you talked about it uh, a little bit. But if you want to, you know, kind of explain to the to the audience, what you know, what his condition—I guess you want to say his condition is, or what you know, what he has. Do you want to talk about your pets mm-hmm. All right,
2: yeah. Right. Bailey is actually very open to talk
0: about it freely. um
1: Okay, yeah, that's awesome. Let's let's hear it.
0: All right, so mm-hmm. I think it was like really young, like five or six, maybe. I want to say six. Okay, yeah. So yeah, <laughs> I was like, I was like six. Um. I was diagnosed with um Tourette's Tourette syndrome, this is, sorry Tourette Tourette's syndrome, which is kind of like it's kind of like um like my neurons get all built up in my head, it's like around my eyes and mouth and stuff, so it's more like it a lot of my uh um a lot of my uh, my tics and stuff are in my face, as you can kind of see like I just did. Um most of the time I don't um most of the time I don't realize them, and yeah most of the time I don't realize when it happens but sometimes um I'm kind of paying attention and I'm like oh so that happened I guess most of the time I don't realize um but like like when I'm like gaming especially doing um Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu I um focus a lot like I focus a lot on something like I focus a lot on stuff so this is mm-hmm. my I so um as much Tourette's as I usually do um which I guess is pretty good so yeah
1: yeah, because that was going to be uh, a question. Because when, like, you know, your dad was telling me about it, I was like, how does that affect you when it comes to training or rolling uh, in that matter? Um,
2: you know, uh, he's hyper focused on things with his Tourette's. He also has um, OCD, which when mm-hmm. he finds something that he likes, that's all he does. Like, at 12 and a half years old, he was invited to come train with the adult class. And so for the last few months he's been um, training in adult class and, and sparring and rolling and training with the adult class. And we don't go easy on him. And most of the time he leaves us broken on the mats just because he, he watches professor demonstrate, he watches everyone around him and he reruns it in his head like an episode. And mm-hmm. it's insane how fast he picks up knowledge. <laughs> And That's awesome. so I, I think having this in his life helps him to expand a little bit. It's like not only in jujitsu, but in life, problem right. solving personally, you know, um, and we see him as one of the leaders in class, even though he's the youngest, he still outranks most of us because we're a new school. We have a few blue belts, a few purple belts, a couple brown belts that come in and obviously our black belt instructor. Um, but Bailey is a leader in our gym. Even mm-hmm. um, sorry, my camera skills aren't very good. <laughs> oh, no, it's
1: okay. It's okay.
2: <laughs> but yeah, no, um, everybody looks forward. Like the brown belts, because like we have a rule in our gym if the upper belts want to roll with the younger belts, they'll call us out. Um, not so much at Siri, but we have black belts that will be like, hey, Bailey, let's go roll. And you know, this is purple belts. Our brown belts will come up to him and want to spar. Just they see the potential in him to pass that upper knowledge down
1: yeah and i mean bailey you may or may not realize this but um as a as a you know brown belt myself and you know as a a assistant instructor it's it's a rarity when you have someone of a higher caliber like brown or black that wants to roll with not only a white belt but someone you know like a kid for that matter so that speaks value that speaks like high volumes about you man and that's amazing to hear because you know i've met black belts as like no i would never roll with a white belt let alone a kid nah they they usually think like you know i got a, only a few rows left in me i'm not about to waste them on those spastic white belt you know they'll barely roll with brown if you're not a black belt or a highly skilled brown belt they usually don't roll with you
0: Mm -hmm.
1: so that's very very awesome to hear man very very awesome to hear
0: Mm -hmm. thank you
1: so 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 do you so i don't know if you were saying but do you compete or do you just are you just just training right now
0: um i forgot how many times i've competed but like Um, five Five tomorrow will be your six. Yes, yeah, tomorrow, tomorrow. Um, oh, yeah, we're tomorrow. To, yeah. yeah, we're going to another competition tomorrow. It'll be my sixth competition. So it's, um, it's like my first one was in Portland, and Portland, this is Oregon. yeah, Portland, Oregon. Um, I mean, my my first competition was in uh, Portland, Oregon for Grappling Industries. Mm-hmm. Um, I placed third in that tournament. So it's, okay, it's, it's kind of been like a pattern. Um, that my first tournament was third, and then second was second. This is and then the third one I think was third and then the fourth one was second and then my fifth was first, first I think yeah and then I'm not sure about my sixth. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. um, the cool thing with Bailey is
2: um, all the tournaments he's been in, he's always fought either upper weight and he's 145 in geek. He'll fight 150, 160. His last tournament, um, he was against uh, 15, 16 year olds at 170, and he takes it to him and he would rather fight tough competition and and not place or not place high then go with kids that aren't gonna be a challenge for him and win gold and so like character wise that speaks a lot about him like yeah. he'll fight the older tougher guys knowing the chancing of winning is lower but he doesn't care about that he just wants to go fight and um break the stereotype of kids with special needs and mm-hmm. That's that's where he's amazing that way in all aspects of life. He's just amazing. Definitely,
1: and, definitely. Yeah. So Bailey, like, um, so what do you what do you think that where do you where did you think you found that? Like that 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 motivation or drive to not only do a sport that yeah, that that does take a lot of critical thinking. And not only are you, you know, pushing yourself, but you're going against like people that's bigger than you like where'd you where'd you find that ambition and drive uh from
0: so um so like my dad was saying earlier i have um ocd which is kind of like i think it kind of goes along another way to say it, i think it's kind of like that i have a one track mind um i get like mm-hmm. really hyper focused on something and mm-hmm. a lot of the time i don't stop until i'm satisfied with what i had <laughs> which yeah. can be a bad quality Makes sometimes sense. but i think in a lot of things like jiu jitsu i think it's a really good quality <clears throat> to have oh yeah but like yeah and um i just generally enjoyed enjoying do enjoy doing the sport so that's another big piece of the motivation i have for jiu jitsu
1: yeah keep keep that man
0: keep that keep that I shall.
1: thank you <laughs> i guess you know when i was you know uh made the uh message on Facebook about you know looking for guests for this podcast you know uh Michael reached out I was like yeah you know sure I'll I'll do it and then you immediately like was like hey can my son be on the show too I'm like yeah sure like I don't I don't I don't care like he you know he could be on the show and you know he just spoke so highly of you man so I was you know so eager to actually meet you cuz you know he was explaining your story and as a person who, who deals with AD uh, ADHD and like, you know, that OCD, that hyper, you know, fixation on stuff. I, I know how that feels because you know, this is why I love the sport so much as well, because you constantly growing and constantly thinking on your feet, you know, just get your mind focused on something else other than, you know, those problems, you know? Mm-hmm. So it was, it was very, very like, I was very very excited to meet you, like I said earlier. So, I'm I'm happy that you you know you you, you came on and and told
0: your story, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Michael, um, so oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um. So yeah. Um. Like like one thing. Um. Like um. So, like one thing with my um with my Tourette's it's like um. Never mind, I forgot. <laughs> Never mind, I forgot.
1: Well, right, you know, I'll. we got time. So if you you know, if you think about it, then you know, definitely we'll we'll speak back on that. Okay. Yeah, I'm here, buddy. Yeah, so you know, being you know, being a parent, um, you know, everyone wants to protect their, you know, <clears> protect <throat> their kid. So what was your thoughts uh when he first, you know, when he first started, you know, training or wanted you oh, know oh, the, the idea of him training.
2: It was scary. It was scary because, um, you, you see him as this young, fragile little child and watching him grow. And, you know, the first week he wasn't very good. And then I don't know where, boom, it clicked that, uh, Hey, this is what I want to do. Then he started to excel and he got his first promotion, his next promotion. And, you know, now he's halfway <clears throat> to his gray belt now and, uh, he'll be blue belt probably within the next year. But, um, I I just mostly wanted something for him to channel that anger as as a kid myself, I was picked on. I was a short chubby kid growing Mm -hmm. up. And then, you know, my teen years, um, early teens, I did soccer, football. So I got strong. I got big people left me alone and knowing that kids aren't always nice. I, I don't want him to get bullied. And he's been in a few scuffles at school and, I've been fortunate that he hasn't gotten hurt but since then has helped him in school it's helped him socially um I don't have to worry about him not being able to defend himself because he mm-hmm. kicks my oh my butt he kicks my butt in practice oh no you, like, you, you're, good, you're good like, hey I'm six one and 240 right and I get held mm-hmm. down by him he's you know five foot seven and a buck 40. and it's insane because we've got guys that are six foot four that he takes it to uh-huh. Yeah. It's well just the other day in practice we were doing specific sparring. So professor splits us up into groups. Guys, my age, my size, we're in one group. And then down the line is a bunch of 30 year olds. And then there's Bailey. And one of our buddies in class West looks at me. And he's like, Man, I feel sorry for those guys. Thinking he was talking about professor's group, because he'll get down with us sometimes. And I was like, you know, the guy's professor's rolling with? And he's like, No, Bailey's group. And then I look over and he's smashing these 30 year olds on the mat in specific sparring. And one guy shakes his head and looks at me. He's like, how old is this kid? And I was like, dude, he's 13. And they, they are figuring out that jujitsu is not about being big and strong yeah. and it's about technique. And when your technique is pure, there's not a lot that's going to get in your way. And um, and ben, my little superhero, man, he really is
1: yeah man that's that's so awesome man and like my daughter she's uh she's seven and Mm -hmm. she um she just started you know she just started training i think she got her third stripe on her white belt so far and uh i i've I've always loved the idea of you know kids doing martial arts because as a kid i wanted to do martial arts so not having the chance to, uh, you know, I was I was always telling my wife, like, especially when I got really into jujitsu, I was like, Yeah, when mm-hmm. she gets older, she's she's joining class, like, no doubt about it, you know. And when we finally brought back kids' class, and, and I don't know if you had this moment because I had this moment, maybe because it maybe be different because it's you know, it's my daughter's, you know, girl dad thing. But mm-hmm. when she put that gi on for the first time, yep. and I was just like.
2: Don't cry. I know know that feeling, man. It's like when when we were younger, there wasn't a lot of stuff out there for kids. Yeah. Like you grew up, you know, getting your knuckles dirty on the streets and and that's what it was. You know, we didn't have a lot of boxing gyms in my town. Right. And I, I found one that was a hole in the yard, you know, just one of those little, you know, the dude has a homemade ring in his backyard and training equipment in his basement. You know, and I I was in a fight in an alley and the guy broke us up, says, you guys can come put on gloves and fight. Let's do it fair. And that's how I got started. And that that kept me in check. You know, it it kept me from traveling down a road that a lot of my relatives went down that I didn't want to follow.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
2: And I I was lucky because a lot of people around me didn't have that. Mm -hmm.
1: And. Yeah, of course, man. And I think yeah, I, cause like I said, growing up, you know, we didn't have many martial arts around, you know, besides like karate and maybe like kickboxing and stuff. And ironically, the guest I had on before I did this recording, literally the same thing. Like we were talking about that same thing about our kids growing up. Uh, they're getting to you know, getting to uh martial arts and just talk about the, the confidence builders that. Mm-hmm. You know, from them training, even in this small little few months that she's been training, like I've seen a, a total difference in her from, you know, how she carries herself, how she talks to people, you know, because, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of stuff that I distilled in her. Like, yeah, we we have fun. We joke around. But at the same time, we take this serious and we were going over something I was picking with her and I was like, all right, let's 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 make this serious for one quick second what if i'm not around and someone was trying to hurt you know hurt mommy or her you know hurt your sister danny are you just going to stand there and be you know timid or are you going to be serious and you know protect them and she's like Mm -hmm. i want to protect them and i was like okay now do that and she flowed right into a you know a drop saranagi so smoothly and i'm like Yes, you know, it's like you know that are proud, that proud, big proud moment, man. But she's definitely, definitely grasping it, and I'm trying to see, like, man, how far can we take it? Because I'm just like you, you know. I I love the idea of you know me and my daughter having that bond over over something you know we commonly love in jujitsu. Um, just seeing her grow and we growing together and just, man, it's. It's, yeah, it's, it's it's a dream. It's a definitely like a, a surreal thing to be happening right now.
2: Yes, sir. And my favorite part of the day is, you know, when I get off work, I got to go spend two hours at the gym with my son every day, you know? Mm-hmm. And we're there usually five days a week.
1: Nice. And nice.
2: sometimes we take a day off in between, but it's, it's, it's fun. We can't wait. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Oh, man, you know I'm telling you because when you know tuesdays and thursdays come man like you know i'm getting like my daughter's texting me half the time are we going to training or like the (laughs) night before are we going to training daddy i'm like yeah of course because you know before then i worked so much so it was very few and far between times i get to spend with her and now she's going to class it's like we it's almost you know like i said every day she's She's there with me Tuesday and Thursdays, you know, through kids class and adult class. If we got open mats, she's waking me up like, Daddy, are we going to open mat Sunday? Like, yeah. All right. Let me go set my alarm. And like I said, she beats me up. So, Good. you know, it's she's definitely like that. Yeah, like that reason why man, I got I got to keep going. I got someone watching me, you know, so mm-hmm. it's definitely definitely been a fun experience thus far.
2: Yeah, it's, it's fun and something new every class, too. And that's what's awesome.
1: Right, right. So, um, I know I want to actually I think I asked you, but I don't know if I asked you, uh, Bailey. When it came to, um, you know, preparing for tournaments, like your first tournament, like how was how was that experience <laughs> for you?
0: Um, this, it was very nerve wracking the first time. Um, mm-hmm. I'm generally I'm generally pretty good with those kind of situations, but my first tournament it was still pretty nerve wracking. Um. I think it's, it's, it's um on my first tournament, um the first match, the first match was definitely the most nerve wracking part about it. It's like right when I right when I was like right before I was like right when I was called the um step onto the mat and I bow in and stuff. Um, that was definitely the most nerve wracking part. But like once I got going, it was just like a regular sparring match, and I it just went on like normal.
1: So you just had to get that that first match jitters out, huh? mm Hmm yeah that's pretty cool man that's cool that's so cool but um yeah so so michael so um i know like i said we talked a little bit before but uh about you know we were just saying how how much it helped him you know with training and stuff so what about you like how has how much has jiu-jitsu helped you you know your in your journey so far
2: uh, it it really filled a lot of voids that I had. Um, being, you know, training when I was younger. Um, past traumas that I've gone through, and and when people go through certain traumas, there's holes inside of you. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? No, and yeah. and that kind of yeah. just filled those gaps, and mm-hmm. that was like the cement holding all of my other bricks together inside of me. It was like, um, I'm remarried now, you know, everything in life is going good, but there was still always that hole and I didn't know what was missing until Siri opened up. And like I said, I, I had no intentions of training. I just wanted to get Bailey into something to help relieve the symptoms of Tourette's for him, kind of just, mm-hmm. just to try it. I, I didn't honestly expect it to last more than a month, you know, I was like, just try it out. If you like it, cool. We'll stay. If not, no big deal um, because there was that pattern. You Mm -hmm. know, I tried boxing and his mom said no. I tried wrestling at one point. His mom said no and she would take him out of things. And so I I took him to jujitsu and didn't tell his mom at first. (laughs) And then after a while, um, oh, no, it was was bad, man. Like we would fight all the time, probably up until the last like year and a half. And we've been separated and divorced for going on maybe seven years now. And it took five plus years before we could be kosher with each other. And and it, it, it's working now, and we're on really good terms. And, and she's even been out to watch them compete, which is amazing. Awesome.
1: Mm-hmm. And,
2: and she's like, oh, no, no, it's a violent sport. He doesn't need it. But I, I was trying to tell her it's not about being violent. You go out there, shake hands, bump fists, you fight to the death, and then you hug hug afterwards, you know?
1: Yeah, you become best and, friends. Yeah,
2: yeah, and every opponent on the mat is family, you know? We're all there mm-hmm. for the same reasons. And yeah. to her, you know, if she watched him, she even cried at the end of his first match because she saw the beauty in the sport and what it's doing for him.
1: That's awesome. Um, you know, I I talk about this a lot. Um, I've even mentioned it in the very first episode of my podcast um about when I was uh around the time I was purple belt, um it was a it was just a lot, man, a lot dealing with uh the death of my you know my father passing, uh COVID, the birth of our second child, marital issues. It was just a lot, man, a lot of a lot of negative negative, you know, you know, voids in my life, man. And it was just so so bad. And honestly, if it wasn't for jujitsu, man. You know, it, I'll be, you know, quote unquote, telling another story, telling a different story. But it was definitely one of those things that that helped me through a lot, you know, personally and, you know, emotionally, physically. And now it's like I train. My wife trains now. Uh, you know, she came. She's back into training. My daughter trains now. So it's just like. It's, it's so much better. <laughs> so, so much better because of, you know, jujitsu.
2: Yeah, right no i i get that totally man
1: yeah for sure for sure man Always but, tell um, people magic about
2: like, oh sorry sorry no i i tell everybody at least every couple of days i'll tell someone there's an essence and a magic in brazilian jiu-jitsu mm-hmm. like it's like i have arthritis in my hand and my knee and my ankle i've got you know i'm 42 so nothing works like it used to and the only time I'm not hurting somewhere is is when I'm on the mats getting pounded by a 240 pound, 25 year old wrestler. You know, mm-hmm. and and it's when you're not training, you're, you're you kind of fall into a depression if you take a few days off.
1: Yeah, because
2: not out there. And I tell people there's a magic about this, and and it's hard to explain unless you're on there and you feel the magic. Yeah, and it's it's just brings people together that way.
1: Like jujitsu is, is is a drug. It's it's a very addicting drug. You know, like you know, like you said, like I'm, you know, I'll be thirty six in you know next month, and you know, right now, ankle hurt. My knee is like on like it's on fire right now. Back is this like tense, and I'm just you know trying to you know talk through the pain. But if my coach, I mean, my if my instructor and training partners was to text me right now and say, hey, we about to go go hit the mats, but like, yeah, I'll be there in 20 minutes, you know, <laughs> like, you know, pain and all, so, sure. but, because, like, my wife, like, you know, I, like, you, you, you wake up every day in pain from head to toe, and you just keep going back, I'm like, I'd rather deal with the pain that I can control than mm-hmm. the pain that I can't, you know, yeah. <laughs> so, like I can deal with I can I can fight through an you know <laughs> knee tensing up or back tensing up or arthritis, but not, nah, man. Just just put me just just scooch me on the mats. So I'll 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 find my way in a minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. yeah, man. I mean, is there anything else, man? You know, if you have any questions for me, um or you know whatnot, you know, I'm we, we we're still open to talk, man. Yeah,
2: absolutely. So um, how did you find the sport? um for a minute you're a brown belt now um so you definitely put time in
1: i i kind of stumbled stumbled on it uh by accident um he's going to kill me because i I always tell this i always tell this story but um i was working i was working at our, our at a mall and there was a gnc a few doors down and the guy that was working at the GNC at the time, you know, I would go in there and, you know, just shop around. And we kind of kind of like talked in passing, but I didn't, I just kind of like didn't really say much to him when he was there working because he always had like this this snobby demeanor about himself. <laughs> and so I was just like, you know, he's an a-hole. But <laughs> anyway. So one day I he uh, I went down there. And he was like, kind of like, you know, nursing his right arm. And I'm like, "What's wrong with your arm?" He's like, "Oh, I, I heard it doing, heard it doing training." I was like, "Oh, you know what you train?" He's like, "You know, I do jujitsu." And I was like, "Oh, okay." So, we so he started talking about it, and then it was like fate almost. Like as soon as he told, started telling me about the gym. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Yeah, man, we train this day, this day, this day." I end up finding another job, like maybe like a week or two after. Where my Tuesdays and Thursdays was open, so I would, you know, walk in, walk in, and never walked out. Nice. Like I've been at the same school for like the lack it'll be six years at the end of April. Yeah, it'll be six years at the end of April. I've been at that school.
2: Good. Well, congrats. I'm glad you found it. Is without you, we wouldn't be here. So.
1: Yeah. And he don't <laughs> let me hear the end of it, like, because <laughs> so because we got this 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 dynamic, like we're brothers, like at this point we're 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 you know we're closest blood. It's me, yeah. uh, him, another guy named Brian, another guy named Coleman, and our in our instructor named Zach, you know, more so. Ooh. And it's like me and Brian has gotten closer because we're kind of similar in size. And Mm -hmm. it was like, like, you know, Bailey was saying, I was so asphyxiated on learning it. I saw this guy who was my size. I was like, I kind of took to him like, hey, can you kind of help me and show me a couple things? So me and him now are like, like, you know, this, like, we're like tight, tight. And he always kind of give us gripe bites. Like, if it wasn't for me, y'all would have never met and blah, 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 (laughs) you stole my best friend. (laughs) like, Like we can, we can share, man, but. Yeah, man, I, I, I always give him thanks for like, man, if I didn't, if I never would have met you, I would never found the sport that I fell in love with so quickly. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Okay.
2: Yeah,
0: man. Okay. Definitely. Any questions for him? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I can't think of any off the top of my head. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's
1: all good, man. But we will definitely keep in touch for sure, man. Cause uh I would um definitely love for you to come back. Um if you know we want to talk more about like awareness for Tourette's. if you want if you have time to talk about it now, um, you know, because you know, we it's it's important, you know, because he you know he deals with it, and it also you know, he they get to see the benefits of jujitsu helping him with that. So if you want to go into any more detail about it, man, please. By you know, by all means.
2: Absolutely, and and Bailey's a huge, huge role model for that. I I, I know there's a term for ambassador. I think I want to say, uh-huh. um, like he's the perfect poster child for that. Um, and the the stereotypes associated with that are you know Tourette's. These kids are fragile. Blah blah blah. It, it's the complete opposite. This is the toughest kid and strongest <laughs> kid I know. Mm -hmm. Like I've ever met one of the strongest people in my life and he is is fearless. He's fearless. He's tough. And he educates people about that. So Mm -hmm. I I just want to say to anybody watching, anybody listening, do your research. Tourette's isn't scary. These kids that are diagnosed with Tourette's and autism and ADHD and, and, and whatever the diagnosis is, don't look down on them. Don't treat them like they're. Fragile eggshells or not, it, it, it's a beautiful thing to watch him deliver the way he does to people that ask about it. You know, he mm-hmm. he games a lot online, and people ask him, "Hey, why do you do that sound or or what's happening?" And he'll be like, "Oh, I've got your rats, dude." And they'll just have a little conversation, and they're like, "Okay, that's cool," and they'll just keep gaming. And wow. um Bailey, I'll pass this to you because you know more about the subject than I do okay, yeah
0: um <laughs> uh like mentioned earlier, um I'm really open about my Tourettes. like if somebody asks and it's like, hey, what's like what's that noise? what are you doing, or like why do you do that with their face and I'm like oh that that's Tourette's. Cause, um, Because like a lot of people think i mean it might be true for some people, but um a lot of people think um like a lot of people think that um. Because Tourette's is kind of a really touchy subject, I think, for some people. Mm-hmm. But um, a lot of people think it's kind of offensive to Tourette people, which I think it might be to some people. But to me personally, I don't I don't mind. I'll openly talk about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And uh, as just you know, growing up myself and then you uh, you hear people who have like Tourette's, it's. Or any type of, you know, any type of, like, psychological, um, I guess you want to say illness, um, it's it's always deemed as taboo. Like, mm-hmm. you know, no one wants to talk about it. Everyone wants to kind of be, like, uh, very, very, like, walk on eggshells or be very protective of these, you know, of people like that because of, like, my daughter, she has, um, she's on the spectrum, you know, so. And, like, when my, I guess when we found out about it, my wife was so scared. It was like, uh, she's, you know, she's going to fall into this, you know, whatever. And she's going to, you know, she's very protective of her and everything else. Mm-hmm. And me, I'm just kind of like, man, let her be a kid.
2: Yep. And you're talking about the autism spectrum.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Our our youngest, Mazakine, she's two and a half and she's also on the same spectrum. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, we have that in common, too. <laughs> she's she's fearless too just like bailey is definitely um you know it's you know there's some things that we have to change as parents to adapt to that but yeah Mm -hmm. man there there's nothing wrong with any child diagnosed with something
1: no you know and it took it took my wife a while to realize that because she just it it, you know it it just spiraled out of control because she was like you know, it's something we did or something she did, didn't do right or blah, blah, blah. I'm like, it's just, it just happens. Like, it's nothing that we can control. Like, it just, it just happens. And, you know, now like my daughter, she she just turned three Uh, on the seventh. Very, very smart. She, you know, she knows her numbers. She knows her colors. She, you know, she remembers everybody. Like, she's just a normal kid. She's, you know, she's hyperactive. You know, she have her little moments, but like we'll go like you know sometimes we'll bring her to class with us she's a joy to be around like we were like that's the one thing that we always feared like how is she gonna be when she interact with other people Mm -hmm. like she go in she she'll go around the room say hi to everybody and she will stand there and say hi until you say hi back and then she'll go on about her business but (laughs) like you can't be you know you you, I know you want to be protective of kids who has these illnesses and stuff like that, but you gotta let them breathe. You gotta let them live. You gotta let them experience life because yep. you're doing. To me, I feel like you're doing more harm than good mm-hmm. when you when you you know just shelter them and not let them flourish.
2: Exactly, and and jujitsu is a great outlet for that. as soon as she's old enough, she's gonna start kids class. Um, yep. I think that's it's important. Mm-hmm. We'll just let her. Go do what she needs to
1: do. Right. And like my wife knows it. My mom, she's like, she's already mad that I got my daughter, my oldest daughter into it. But I'm like, nah, as soon as she can understand it a little bit more, because like she'll like, we, the times that she do come, she would try and do like a snake or, or a movement or whatever. Like she'll see us rolling. So she'll try it. So it's like, she's in the right ballpark. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, Every time I am on
2: the floor, Martin wants to come side control me. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. No matter, it, it, I could be in the middle of a roll, and she'll come rolling over and hug me. I'm like, come on, baby, I'm, I'm, I'm busy right now. Yeah. <laughs> so. She's trying to keep all grips on you, <laughs> right? But yeah, as soon as she, as soon as she's out, like a little bit older, and she's able to catch on, man, it's oh, it's go time. It's go time. Yeah, but yeah man. But yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> It's it's fun being a parent sometimes, and you know, I like I said, I was very excited to hear you uh, hear your guys' story. Um, I that's how they've been talking about all week. I was telling my wife like, man, I got this guy who he's like, no, he he's going to be on the show, but he wants you know he he wants his son to do it more, and I'm like, you know, cool. And I'm so I'm so glad and so grateful that you know you guys came on and you know did this episode, man. Thank you. Well thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you for having us. No problem, man. I know you said you got a tournament tomorrow, you said. Yeah, we mm-hmm.
2: have a uh four and a half hour drive tomorrow. Yeah, this Woo! one's well. Yeah.
1: Uh so what? uh what tournament is this?
2: Uh grappling industries.
1: Okay, okay.
2: Okay, Oregon. I- I'm not competing. I I was going to, but I uh have shoulder and elbow issues right now, so um mm. I-, I pulled out, but Bailey's Going in, uh, for his first no gi tournament. Yeah, he's doing gi also, but Nogi's coming up. His first one.
0: Yeah. Um. I in, in gi. I I mainly do gi. Um. But yeah, at the gym, we do. Um. There's also uh, there um, at the gym, um, every Tuesday and Thursday. Um. Yeah. Every Tuesday and Thursday, we do. Um. There's a uh kids nogi class, and I try to go um to the Nogi class every time I can. Um because spe- like I made sure I, I def I definitely made sure I went on um, Thursday because it, it would be my last Nogi class before the nogi tournament. So yeah. It definitely helped yeah. a lot though. But like so I think
1: mm,
0: and, but, yeah, I think as I um progress in Nogi, it'll be a lot harder to keep up unless I keep training Nogi. Because yeah. a lot of my Gi skill transfers into Nogi. And mm-hmm. um <clears throat> but I think that's I I think that'll probably be um like, more toward the beginning. As I get further into Nogi, I think it'll be a lot harder to keep up. So, I want to keep training uh, Nogi so that I can keep up with um, the rest of the people I compete against. Yeah.
1: Man, you are a badass, sir. <laughs> he,
2: he, he, he's actually one of a handful of kids with Tourette's actively competing in the United States right now. I think there's maybe, like, five. That's awesome. He's one of them. Like, there's a lot of kids with, uh, you know, quote unquote, special needs that train, but he's actively competing every two or three months, and and it's it's a thing, and he he likes it because he spreads awareness to other people. You know, people Mm. in Spokane, Washington, Portland, Oregon, Seattle, Vancouver, places like that. Yeah, we don't normally get to talk to you. Have the story to tell. Hey, man, you know, I just matched with this kid with Tourette's. He was awesome. And everybody comes up, even the kids that sweep the divisions. His first tournament, the kid that won gold was phenomenal. He, he, Bailey was the only kid that didn't get submitted, but he lost via points. That gold winner came up to us and said, Hey, Bailey, that was the best match of the day I've had. You know, even though he, he, he submitted everybody else except for Bailey. And, and that's proud for me to see these other kids coming up and, you know, showing their respect, you know, because mm-hmm. nobody thinks that this little scrawny, well, he's buff now, but when he first started, he was a skinny, tiny, twitchy little kid. And, you know, I think opponents would look down on him until that first match and then everyone was afraid.
1: Right, right. And,
2: you know, afraid in a good way, a healthy way
1: right 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 right
2: right right right. i got you i got you step on the mat against him now because he's a killer
1: yeah man so um i do man i do wish you the best uh tomorrow uh for your tournament man you know go out there and kick ass but you know like you usually do but i'm i would definitely love to um you know stay up to date with you man with that and I know I have a, a very small platform myself, but anything to bring awareness to uh, Tourette's and any other illnesses out there. But, you know, just for people just to, ha- you know, to have that little hope and understanding that they have more outlets than they realize, especially when it comes to martial arts. But I only can speak for jujitsu because that's what I do. But, yeah, man, I wish you guys all the best in uh, your tournament and everything else, man. do you see me man. Uh, yes.
2: And also, Bailey, um, is there anything
0: you want to say to anyone else that has a diagnosis yeah. similar to you? Um, just- yes, so, if you have, like, Tourette's, or, like, any diagnosis is, like, similar to Tourette's, or just anything at all, and you think you won't be able to do any, like, martial arts, like, sports, um, just because you have that mental illness, um, don't, don't stand back on your dreams, just, yeah, yes, just, um push forward i guess cuz like um your um your mental illness um i forgot the other words uh diagnosis or anything yeah diagnosis and stuff um sure they might hold you back to some extent but don't give up cuz yeah yeah don't don't give up um you'll get it eventually yeah.
1: that's the game man just you know just go out there just go out there, don't give up, and just take it day by day, right? Yes, mm-hmm. sir. All right, man. And um, that's the end of today's episode. I would like to thank Michael and Bailey once again for, you know, coming on the show and telling their amazing story. Uh, I hope you guys take something and learn something from it. Uh, please go and follow our Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube page to stay updated yep. on all future episodes this has been talk your jits podcast keep rolling keep grinding and remember long live jiu jitsu have a great day thank you yep and we're